0: Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, Clint Maxey in the Brewster Chair, Zach Rooley, and yours truly, Parker Biggs, here as well. This episode is brought to you by Part-Time Beverage. Part-Time Beverage's Club Special is a refreshing lemon-lime, ready-to-drink cocktail made with a real vodka-based off of Oklahoma's own Club Special. Pick some up today at liquor stores around Oklahoma. Also available now is their Cape Cod, which is a cranberry and vodka with a hint of lime and sparkling water. Part-Time Beverage, full-time refreshment. Now, on to the episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. For those of you that do not know us already, we are a college football-focused sports podcast based out of Oklahoma. You can find us on Twitter at Fifth Year Podcast and on Instagram at The Fifth Year Podcast. Uh, You'll find us on both Apple and Spotify, so any ratings and reviews are appreciated. We've got a fun episode ahead as we are inching closer and closer to the college football season. Uh, We're going to be talking about the future of Bedlam, conference realignment, a little bit of golf with the open championship recap and then a fun draft of uh, best college uh, fight songs. So let's uh, hop right in, Big 12 media days were last week and typically we get a lot of coach speak, uh, cookie cutter quotes, but Gundy is the gift that keeps on giving and interesting quote out of Arlington last week. Uh, this is from Mike Gundy. The future of Bedlam is a year or two left. I mean, that's the future that's based on somebody's somebody else's decision. So Zach, this is something we've talked about. Uh, you know, I think everyone has differing opinions on the future of the series. But hearing it from uh, from the head man and Stillwater himself that it's gonna, you know, that we're in the last couple of years, uh, kind of hits different. So, what were your thoughts on Gundy's comments?
1: Um, first off, if we win the last Bedlam ever, it counts for 100 victories, <laughs> and if OU wins, it counts for one. So the <laughs> final total would be like what 92 to. Barring this year, or something like that. Uh, I do believe Mike. I don't think he really has a say in the matter. When I think AD, any smart AD is communicating with their football coach, especially one that's done as much for a program as Mike Gundy. So he might have a little say in with the in the team. But um, kind of what I've heard is that Dr. Shrum, the president at OSU, and, and Chad Weinberg, the AD, have been pretty active in trying to. Still, I think if like the SEC or Big Ten offered it up, they're not gonna say no at this point. I could be totally off and I'm sure those are just so nobody actually knows. But it seems like he's like he's telling the truth. I don't think he believes that they're gonna play the game past 2025. And I don't see a reason why they would, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, so was... like it is a rivalry, but it's not like like statistically, it's not a rivalry at all. Like you'd be like, Why do these two teams play each other every year? But yeah, who would. Know?
0: Are... Yeah. I was looking at uh, each team's future non-conference schedules, and it looks like OSU is pretty much filled up all the way through 2028 with their non-conference matchups. And it's some good
1: non-conference matchups too.
0: Yeah, some really good ones. Uh, And then OU's full until through 2027. There are a couple games that could end up getting canceled. OU's got a game with Georgia in 23 and Tennessee in 24. I would assume the Tennessee one probably won't happen. Georgia Wait, do you play
1: Georgia next year? Yeah. That's a really cool game. Is that in a... Norman? Oh, in Norman? That's rude. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you guys would ever play them. What was that stat that um we'd Georgia, never played? Somebody from the west side and the west side of the SEC had played like one time since they got it was Missouri. No, not Missouri. Oh,
0: AM. Um, no, AM. And... AM. They yeah. had
1: only played one time and the entire time AM had been in the SEC. So it's not a case yeah. would ever actually Georgia's...
0: played. Georgia has still never been to uh uh college station since joining the conference since A&M joined. What, although i think that years ago well i guess i'll, I'll save this for later because it's one of our topics is is scheduling the sec so i guess I'll, I'll wait on that but yeah no i agree with you uh i get why i mean I, i'm not sure what osu or ou really gain if they play ou is gonna have a, okay. a gauntlet anyway and osu uh, why take a potential loss that could, you know, if you're in a playoff contention, why would you want that on your schedule? The really only, the, the reason you have it is tradition for like the local communities. It'll hurt like people like us that grew up in Oklahoma, probably Watching worse it, than, yeah. yeah. That's who it really impacts. Uh, but I, I, I would get why they wouldn't. I still think eventually it'll come back, but the, they're not gonna, OSU especially is not gonna go out of their way to move around games. It might happen, you know, starting 10 years from now once, you know, that being
1: said, they I hope they keep playing it in like basketball, baseball, wrestling. I hope they keep playing in wrestling. I think they should continue the series. Same with basketball, every so often. But like I would fun. assume like
0: the, I think I think football is the only. I think I would assume all other sports will play annually
1: because those are easy. Like you yeah. don't see non They schedule schedule six basketball. months in advance. Yeah, but you could do that with football. and They just choose not. COVID year was a good example of that. They these ads could get deals done for games in like weeks if they wanted to. It's stupid. They, they don't operate like that. far out.
0: They. They uh schedule him.
1: What it, Venables was kind of he didn't give like a for sure answer. He he basically was just like yeah I don't know.
0: I think yeah he's just like yeah I think basically he might not even season. be the
1: coach by the time you know all that ends. So yeah
0: yeah I, mean, that I guess Gundy might not
1: either be a long
0: long time from now. Um any other did you anything else from Big Twelve Media Days that that stood out to you?
1: Gundy's a I mean he's like the horse for that conference like he's, yeah. If any good soundbite that came out of the last week from the Big Twelve is it Gundy. It's always Mike. Yeah, what was um, that? Go ahead. I the? I like the Yormac, His opening statements. He kind of seemed robotic, but like I actually do. Um, and this is kind of a good segue to the next topic. He kind of basically like lately. I'm like, oh, this guy might be sharp. His press conference. I was kind of like, ah, he's just giving all the stock answers. Blah blah blah. But, um. Viewing seeing his stance on the Pac 12 now and what he's wanting to do there, that kind of yeah, kind of makes me like him a little bit more.
0: Yeah, let's let's use that, like you said, the transition into our next topic. So, uh, it was reported, I forgot who probably maybe it was the athletic or CBS sports, that um, the Big 12 Pac 12 partnership talks end, which I don't really think is that much of a headline. That didn't surprise me. I never necessarily envisioned the two of them fully coming together. Um, so I think we're you know, clearly uh, the dominoes are starting to fall, and we're starting to see a path of what's bound to happen. That's either the Big Twelve or the Pac-12 uh, is going to survive. Um, I think the the key thing for the Big Twelve that really does give it the heads up, if it, you know, to put itself in in a position to to snatch some of those Pac-12 teams, is that Oregon and Washington are not committed to the to the uh, Pac-12 at all. They're going to dip the first chance they have. So. You know, the Big 12 has a pretty strong pitch to, to Utah, uh, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and that's that, hey, like, Oregon and Washington don't want to be there. You're in a conference that, you know, is probably going to get impacted even worse down the road. You come here. We've already gone through all that. We've been through this shit. You know, we're, we're ready to roll. The teams that are gone are gone. We've got a stable group here. Uh, you come here, and you want to deal with that. And then also, if they come, Oregon and Washington are going to have to go with them even if it means, you know, five, six years later they end up joining the Big Ten. Um, I just don't see a way where the the more and more I think about it, the more and more I hear, I don't see any way the Pac twelve is gonna be in any sort of position to to grab Big Twelve schools. So uh good time with, with your Mac here to to get aggressive. Um yeah, so what do you think?
1: No, it, I definitely just don't think that the Pac twelve is in any position to like like when they were saying they were trying to do a um like the partnership again with the ACC, kind of like they tried with the Big Ten. Did they you just not get burned on the same right. idea and you're going to try it again? I'm glad if the Big Twelve are the ones that told them to shove it. I love it. If for some reason the Pac-12 was the ones crazy enough to say, "Ah, eh, we're too good for you," then that is hilarious. But well I guess- it wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't oh, surprise me. Yeah. The Pac-12. They've always have they're delusional. Some sort of, yeah, very delusional. They
1: just lost their their bell cows and they're talking like. Um, they're still the hot ticket.
0: Do you see a scenario where, and I I do not, just to get this out of the way, do you see a scenario where the Big 12 and Pac-12, neither of them end up raiding each other and they both survive?
1: No, that's not possible for the Pac-12.
0: Right. I think the the Big
1: 12 could survive. The Big 12
0: definitely could, but the Pac-12 is just... They're doomed. Yeah, if the Big 12 doesn't eat them, you know,
1: but think of how much like just like garbage is on the end of the, the, the Pac-12. Right. Washington State Phil, brings nothing. Oregon State think, brings nothing. Do you Go think
2: ahead. Phil Knight is involved at all? He, or you oh, think, he's like,
1: got to be. He's got to be 100% involved. Yes. because um,
2: that brand? you know, It's Nike.
1: Oregon is Nike, yeah. right? Like any kid yeah. our, from our age, younger, even, I mean, older guys too. But like they, Oregon's always got the jerseys. They always got the new Nike. That is Nike. So that's why I'm kind of confused. The Big Ten wanted nothing to do with Oregon or at this juncture in time wanted nothing to do with Oregon.
2: Yeah. And
1: it's yeah. not like they suck at football either. Like they're good. So
2: by Oregon having Nike, what do they provide to a conference? Like,
1: well, they also give you the Portland, which yeah, it's all just like geography now, right? I so guess, it's not yeah. even like, cause you saw those reports. It's like the SEC wants Virginia. And it, on the on the surface, it's like, well, Virginia sucks at football. Why would anybody want Virginia? It's because it's a good good market, good TV market. They don't really care about the actual football at this point.
0: Yeah, Virginia, is what it sounds like to me. Virginia yeah. and North Carolina are the two biggest states in the country without a presence in uh, SEC or Big, Big 10. Ten.
1: Yeah, so it'll be a fight to go for – I think Andy Staples was talking about that too. It'll be kind of a battle to see who can scoop those guys up if the ACC were to dissolve.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the ACC is really the big wild card. Yep. If someone can get out of that grant of rights, but I don't think I don't they will. Think they can. I think they're. Which imagine this? What's going to be really tough if you're a Clemson, if you're a Miami, if you're a Florida State is watching this future Big Twelve end up with a better TV deal than they In are. The ACC, they're going yeah. to. Yep,
1: yeah.
0: that's what if, you if me. the Big
1: Twelve could land even just temporarily, like. I I think if you gave like Oregon and Washington like an out clause, it's like, hey, if you really want to jump ship that bad in five years, you guys pay this and then Yeah, you'll we'll give be you a good here.
0: deal. If you if the big Ten comes offering you, we'll give you a cheaper exit fee. Because but w- they don't have an option if or if if the Arizonas and Utah and Colorado decide to
1: join the they Big have 12, to, they, they have, have to go, go to the Big 12. Yeah. yeah. So if I was the Big 12, I would just make an offer to those four. They can't refuse. And then yeah. I, I thought I saw somewhere that like, um, like Washington, like, like it's getting political up there. It's like Washington can't leave without Washington state, blah, blah, blah. But that's all. That's all the malarkey. Yeah. Like they, if they want out, they'll get out.
0: Right. I mean, people for years said the same thing about Oklahoma and Oklahoma state. Yeah. You know? That's they they it's a lot how out.
1: Yeah. If a governing body is trying to get involved, it's it's not going to work. Right.
0: All right. Let's uh, move along. Uh, current media days that are going on right now is SEC, which is always a spectacle. It's like a three, four-day event. Uh, Huge. It looks
1: like a festival.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's like fans there that show up. Oddballs. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine showing up to a media day. Uh, Unless you're a child, it's an odd move. But um, All right. So let's first – one topic that has uh, come up that I think is interesting is what the sec is going to be doing scheduling wise um it's uh, per you know the athletic it's come down to two scheduling models uh it seems like divisions are going to be no longer and pods are not going to be a thing either uh what's likely is going to be you know either a one seven scheduling model where you have one permanent rival and seven rotating rivals or three six where you have three permanent rivals six uh, rotating rivals. So you would have your three every year and then every other team in the conference you'd play uh, bi yearly. So you'd have every sec school on your campus at least once every four years, which is a lot better than what they're dealing with now. Uh, a quote that I found was interesting from sec commissioner, Greg Sankey uh, was uh, this, there is an opportunity for Oklahoma and Arkansas to play regularly. You have Oklahoma and Oklahoma and Missouri that are a quarter of the big eight that are now part of the SEC." So I, you know, I would definitely expect Texas and Missouri to be permanent rivals for OU, uh, and potentially it sounds like Arkansas as well, which would, uh, you know, a game that we haven't really experienced. I don't remember, I don't know the last time OU and Arkansas played uh, on the gridiron, uh, but you know, you have some potential fun matchups, um, and it'll be interesting to see with
1: these new bigger conferences. God, wouldn't Missouri scheduling. win a game all year if that's, like, their pod? They, they would. Well, it wouldn't be a pod, be...
0: so, like, Missouri's three wouldn't necessarily be OU Arkansas-Texas. Oh, it just... So, yeah. You mm-hmm. have you have your three. It's not, like, a division pod thing, and I guess at the end of the season, the top two teams would rise. The 1-7 option, I think, doesn't really make much sense for OU, or a newer member, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal, because we don't have the historic rivals besides Texas uh, in the conference, but, you know, if you're in Alabama and you have LSU, Tennessee, Auburn, all you the rivals, play those. yeah, you can't, you can't not play Tennessee every year, so. And that is
1: the thing that sucks most about all this, is the fans, like, the tradition and all that just getting destroyed.
0: Yeah, yeah, and how do you balance that with, like, how do you balance wanting to keep traditional matchups with keeping it fair, too, because, yeah. sure, Alabama might have three – Rivals, but you know, if they're all top half SEC teams, um, you know, it's a balance. So I would definitely expect OU to have Missouri and Texas. I think Arkansas is a good possibility too, which that would be fun. Clint, any do awesome. you have any? What would your preference be if OU had three permanent rivals?
2: Well, by the way, 2002 was the last time 2002 Cotton Bowl was the last time OU and Arkansas played in football. Yeah. Uh, but I think Texas, Oklahoma, and
1: my Aggies,
2: pro, pro, yeah, A&M. No, you I'm
0: saying we Aggies. wouldn't have pods though. Like it wouldn't be a pod. So you just oh. have three permanent, three, rot right? Three. So you want you're saying Texas, Texas A&M, and and Arkansas. Yeah, no okay.
1: chance. I think that's a really good three.
0: It's not. It's Missouri's for sure going to be one of them. Yeah,
1: that um, sucks. Honestly, if I'm an OU fan, that's not it that sucks. Cool,
0: but man. it's fine for if you're you know if you're having to play you know Bama and Georgia that's once a nice, every couple of years, yeah, you're fine having nice. Missouri yeah. every single year. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. true. I'm all for having Missouri on the schedule. Yeah, um, they suck. They're yeah,
1: terrible. Yeah. And weight.
0: also, St. Louis, good recruiting area for Missouri has been recruiting pretty well. Like, how smart
1: school. is, I think we talked, how smart is Missouri? They got in when the getting was good. And like they, because they would not be invited to the SEC no. nowadays. They, yeah. they got so lucky. Whoever the AD was or the president was at the time at Missouri, I don't know if it's the same guy or girl, they deserve a raise. That was a genius move. Yeah. Because they'd be left in the dust, um, with and with they, the rest of us.
0: Yeah, and apparent I from my from what I remember when that whole deal went on, I don't even think Missouri really wanted in the SEC. I think they wanted it in the Big Ten the that whole time. Though, right? Yeah. And the Big Ten was like, nah, you know, we got Nebraska and I guess Rutgers at the time. Did they bring yeah. those two at the same time? Yeah. Uh,
1: Colorado, you will repent for your sins and come crawling back. Yeah,
0: I Seriously. think the Big Twelve should treat uh Colorado, uh, not well when they come over. You they should have over. to
1: take – yeah, I would screw them over. It's like, oh, you wanted to leave so bad. Now you come kissing the ring.
0: That would be – like, there are – what's interesting is you're actually getting some, you know you, – but you lose a lot more with realignment, but you do gain some, like, old – rivalries again yeah you kind of got some
1: big eight like the big 12 north rivalries back like Kansas K-State Iowa State and Colorado are all back so yeah
0: if if Colorado's there you have what Colorado KU K-State Iowa State OSU five of the eight original big you wouldn't have OU Nebraska and Missouri Missouri yeah so five of the eight original big eight uh, (laughs) which you know in today's landscape that's not a bad batting average
1: but I think you do get some good um the southwestern conference too, like the Houston and Texas Tech and all that. Were yeah. they in that? Yeah, together.
0: Houston, Houston TCU, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Houston Tech, TCU, Baylor were all Southwest yeah. Conference.
1: so there. they're yeah, they're kind of piecing it together, and they're they're doing a good job of it. But it's just yeah. also too with the, and the SEC. It's not as big a deal because they're not bringing in like geographically like these super long distance games. But scheduling wise, you want to make sure these these traditional powers are playing the new guy but also just really keeping the continuity of, of the old-school rivalries that you can't get rid of. Big Ten will run into the same issue eventually.
0: If you're um, – if you are the Big 12, looking back on last year, and if you knew that the Big Ten or the Pac-12 was probably going to splinter a year later, do you take those, four, those same four schools on that, we t- that you took on last year? Mm. BYU, I think yes, because yeah, Cincinnati
1: Utah. doesn't look as bad either because the year they've had. Yeah. I think um, the
0: two that you'd question would be UCF and Houston.
1: Yeah, those are probably reaches, just because even like I mean, like the Big Twelve already, yes, they didn't have a team in Houston, but they had they have the state of Texas pretty well covered yeah. market wise. They do get Orlando, Florida, though, which I don't know. I mean, UCF's the biggest public school in the state or the biggest school in the state of Florida. So Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd say yeah, they still probably do it.
2: So do you, you think by okay. Houston moving to the big 12 and you're talking about that market, do you think that talent at, at those Texas recruiting schools?
1: I think they were already, rec- I think if you were, if you're a big 12 school and you were not already recruiting Houston, Texas, you're probably not very good um, football wise. Cause I know OSU recruits plenty of kids from the Houston area. This just yeah. makes it that. I just wonder if
2: like, if originally five recruits go to OSU and like, Will it make three and it more? two and it kind of splits players up Probably it, might. it might
1: be, and then it, it'll actually also make it easier for the university of houston to recruit local kids because now they can yeah. say "Well, you're playing big Twelve football right you get a chance to play baylor and oklahoma state and all these schools
0: you know who the uh conference move i think has really helped recruiting wise is cincinnati yeah i mean they've fickles recruited well but you know with the momentum off the playoff appearance with their like 11 or 12 guys that were drafted last year and then now the conference move. I'm looking at two four sevens or twenty four sevens recruiting rankings right now, and they have the number fifteen class in the country and have three five or three four star commits. That's already. really good. Yeah, it's in it, of the new big of the new Big Twelve. That would be the number two class in the conference. I mean, I there's know it's better than
1: all, Oklahoma State. That's for darn sure. A
0: lot of, a lot of time left before there it. is. It's That's funny. the other
1: thing, and also it did, looking at it right now too, they're not even like tapping into Texas yet right once they start getting once they start playing games in texas and kids are are seeing these games in person and seeing cincinnati show up more than it then it'll only get easier for them.
0: where i think it recruiting is you know you might lose some guys just because of the big 12 brand not being as strong as it has been but you might be able to you know be able to snag players from areas that you couldn't in the past you know having Being able to tell a Florida kid, "Hey, we're at least going to be playing down here once every other year," uh, or uh, you know, go out west again, saying, "Hey, we're going to play games in in Arizona, and we're going to play games in Salt Lake." Like, there's some. It's going to be interesting to see what the the overall impact is on on Big Twelve recruiting, because what someone was asked about it at Big Twelve Media Days uh, on what it's. I saw. So one of the, I think, Gundy said he doesn't expect the conference affiliation to change recruiting much, but um Joey McGuire, I think, said otherwise that he does. You know, he said obviously, you know, conference affiliation matters. So um,
1: that guy knows recruiting. Speaking of of Tech, there, I mean, a lot of people are doing it. They have a collective that was just announced. Any scholarship football player is going to get twenty five thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, a lot of That's, money. Uh, that is a lot of money for imagine being a walk-on getting 20. Yeah, that kind of hurts.
1: That's more incentive <laughs> to work hard in practice, though. Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Go go get your spot on a squad. You know, like, are high-quality, like, D2 kids going to start? You know, I think walk-on programs, like the quality of player you have on your roster might be better with some of these NIL collective deals. You know, yep. build up depth, you know, higher-quality practices. Um, You know, if I'm someone, I, I would rather go walk-on it. Tech. Get at the off
1: chance, I yeah, yeah, I get, get twenty five
0: grand or whatever, rather than go grind my ass off at McNeese State or something,
1: like Coach O's son. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. So that is uh actually one other comment on SEC Media Days before we move on um, to some golf talk. Kentucky is getting a lot of hype uh, going into the season. I get it. They had ten win season last year one of, or maybe the best season in Kentucky history, or at least since the Bear Bryant days, but Will Levis is good, but his numbers weren't that great. You know, he struggled in a lot of games last year and suddenly people were talking about him. Like he's going to be the number one pick in the draft next season. Um, like Mark Stoops has done an incredible job there, but ESPN FPI has given them the third best odds to win the sec next year, Excuse which is, me. Yeah. I mean, it was less than 1% chance. Cause Bama and Georgia were like literally took up like nine it was like ninety-six percent between Bama and Georgia. And then I think Kentucky was like one percent chance ahead of Florida, ahead of uh AM, ahead of LSU.
1: Which um, is interesting because I'm looking at their their page right now. They have Florida on the road week two. So I mean that's like a pretty early just test right off the bat. Their non conference is really weak though. Miami, Ohio, Youngstown State and Northern Illinois. So Their schedule actually didn't look all too bad. They get Georgia at home, which is good. Oh, Louisville is their last non-conference game.
0: The SEC East is going to be real interesting behind Georgia because you have Kentucky, who's Mark Stoops has really built a quality program. Tennessee seems to definitely be heading the right direction. And Hendon Hooker is going to – He looks like an
1: actual talent. Yeah,
0: he's really good. Uh, So Tennessee should be, you would assume, even better than last season uh florida is not going to be worse uh i think billy and april will get them back on track so there's gonna be a real fight for that number two
1: hey number don't don't squad. forget about the cox
0: yeah oh yeah and uh yeah Spencer boy, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. they won seven games last year with essentially a, a ga playing quarterback. hey their win
1: total was three and a half
0: yeah you were you that was a great was hit. screaming it from the rooftops
1: yeah. they almost doubled it
2: yeah <laughs> we need to do that coming up next couple yeah. of weeks we'll start doing futures yeah also Can you guys guess the five best odds to win twenty twenty three national championship? One
0: one Bama, two Georgia, three
2: Ohio State, State, two Ohio State, three Georgia, Clemson, Clemson four. Yep, and then who's at five? OU
1: Southern California. Yep, Southern California.
0: (laughs) Imagine I saw there that they've got more money in Vegas than anyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. People love to bet on USC and they love to bet on like OU.
0: Yeah. No, but that USC, that's Vegas gonna make a lot of money on those USC. Features. Fuck yeah, they're gonna swim in it.
2: Yeah, especially
0: Finishing when they score the sixty
2: five
1: in the first game. <laughs> yeah,
2: after USC five, it's A and M, OU, Notre Dame, Michigan, Texas, Utah in that order. Utah, Utah plus twenty thousand. Oh wait,
1: well, you, Utah might win ten games, but they're not gonna win the national championship. We, right. we know they, who they, the they, four they,
0: Utah is good. Utah Utah's good. Like Utah could win the Pac twelve and go eleven yeah, one and like make 11-1 the playoffs or, and get there and just win. Get, it. Right, they're not gonna beat anyone they're not going to beat ohio state bam or georgia yeah you know what's a fun right. week one game this year though is uh utah at the swamp
1: yeah that's really cool yeah by I the really
0: way
2: that. that's pretty funny. they somehow put this list out of order so that rest of that top 10 is not correct
1: <laughs> let's say utah should be <laughs> nowhere near yeah also is plus michigan No
2: florida oregon those are the other kind of
1: what's top oklahoma top state's odds? odds go ahead and lock those in
2: uh plus 17,
1: Hey, we're right there.
2: Heck yeah. Oh, sorry. Plus 10,000 currently now.
1: So 101. Yeah, uh, right. It'd be a waste of a dollar if you put a hundred or a dollar down. Might as well light it on fire. <laughs> All right.
0: right, let's. Uh, before we get to our uh, uh, draft here at the end, let's do a little bit of golf talk. Uh, last major of the season is wrapped up. Uh, the 150th Open at St. Andrews. Cam Smith with an impressive uh, final uh, round, shooting 64, including a 30 on the back nine. Just could not miss on the back nine. Uh, You know, everyone was wanting Rory to get it done, the home fans, the media. But, man, just another brutal, brutal uh, close finish for Rory. He's cursed. I saw he beat 96% of golfers or 97% of golfers in uh, all four majors this year and couldn't uh, bring a single single trophy home so what it was a really good been rory eight, stat. eight years since his last major
1: yeah um, he's just never it's
0: over, he's under, cursed. over under one and a half more majors for rory under if
1: he can't win this one, he was the, listen to this stat leader in worldwide strokes gained over the last okay over the last month rory two months rory three months rory Six months Rory, nine months Rory, 12 months, the last year, Rory Mack has been the best strokes game worldwide. Over the last two years, it's John Rahm, but Rory is sixth.
0: Yeah, so He's, over the last – and and, and the, I think over those last 12 months, all Rory has to, to show for that is a Canadian Open.
1: He hit one bunker this week, and he holed out. And he, went eight,
0: the and he went 18 for 18 in greens regulation on Sunday.
1: I, it was, as Texan with my buddies and uh they said Rory could two putt all day and you could win. And he did. He had thirty six yeah. putts even. He did not and he did not win. I felt like he was like in control the whole time. And he wasn't like scrambling. The putts weren't falling obviously yeah and he was doing what the course called for instead of trying to blitz it like Cam Smith did. But also at some point I feel like you do have to start trying. Like you can scoreboards everywhere. Like you can hear what's going on. Like maybe start trying to play a little more aggressive down the stretch. I don't know. It felt like if he – like, that was the most storybook possible place to win one, and he still didn't win it. Bad news.
2: Yeah, and that putt on 17. Oof. Yeah.
1: Or the Cam Smith up and down on 17. On 17 was – Yeah, one yeah. won the tournament incredible. right there. That was incredible. Too bad he's
0: bound. how – yeah, that is – yeah, that's
1: bad. Did you see Henrik Stinson, who – people yeah. are like, oh, Henrik Stinson, he stinks. He does stink, but he's the next European captain for the Ryder Cup. He joined live today and he posted this really long letter and Max Homa just quoted it and said too long. Didn't read, um, happy for you or sad for you, depending on what it says. Cause it was a very lengthy. So Max, <laughs>
0: he got it. stripped of his captains, his captaincy, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a big deal that he went over there. Cause like you, these Europeans talk about all the time, all the pride and playing for the, yeah. from the European side. And then they just go dip for some money.
0: Yeah. I, uh, Yeah, Cam Smith's going to, what, probably finish up FedEx Cup, try to win that, go play in the President's And then be for sure
1: gone. Yeah. So by the end of the year, President's Cup's in October. He'll be gone by December at the latest. Would be my guess.
0: Which is a bummer because I love Cam Smith. He won me a lot of money this week, and I just like him. He seems like a a chill guy that would be fun to – Yeah, Parker had
1: Cam Smith Smith outright. Yeah. I missed – I had Rory first-round leader, so that one was close if Cam Young didn't exist.
0: Cam Young –
1: He's a baller. A I like that guy. guy. It won't get written anywhere, but the eagle he made on eighteen to even like put an ounce of pressure on Cam Smith to make that was a, it was awesome. It was,
0: and to make a hang right there, and to make Rory's day even more brutal by finishing third.
1: Yeah, not the the solo second. Yeah, Cam Young. That dude's a hitter. He pounds the golf ball off the tee.
0: I wonder I mean, I wonder if like because he's still searching for his first win. He's a rookie. But I mean, is he,
1: Tour- is he in the same category as Zalatoris? That's what early
0: signs of that. But he his sample size is too small to, to say. I think if
1: he loves way. Major League Baseball, I can tell you that. Yeah, I love that sponsorship. You got, it's just so random. Yeah, he
2: it's just gets baseball. what any ticket to any game in any stadium. Whenever. Is that what it is? he gets? That I mean, sure. it's not like
1: he couldn't afford that. But it, I'm gonna look a that cool, up. I know he's a yeah. member at a, at a really cool club in like New York area, Sleepy Hollow Golf Club. Should look it up if you guys have never heard of it. It's got like a really cool par three overlooking some body of water, but he's a, he's a dude. Yeah, he is. i right. shout out to Victor Hovland too, real quick. Played good. Hey, he's close. That he's was close. his first top 10 in a major, I think.
0: And he had had, I mean, his season has not gone well. So just no. to see him play well again and get it back on track is. Well, they know, said he know,
1: played good because he didn't have to chip. Chip,
0: exactly. He could put, yeah. I mean, he's literally last in the world, I think, in strokes gained around the
1: greens. Yeah, he's not great at chipping. He's admitted yeah. that though.
0: Yeah, no, he talked to him. It's funny. Like, he'll be like, I suck at chipping.
1: I but did like how he's like, so I like, ah, don't take it too seriously. Like, give relax. Like, he's playing golf like it was life or death. And that's not what he said, but it was similar to that. And he, no, it showed. I saw something better. on
0: the on the golf channel. It was listing like the bottom ten, you know, chokes scanned around the, the worst chippers, you know, in the world of golf rankings. And he's literally at the very bottom. And he's it shows like world rank nine. And then every single one above him is like two thousand five hundred seventeen, like nine hundred and forty two.
1: Yeah. So if he could figure out the chipping, he'd be. Cause he hits the irons just about as good as anyone, but it was not a, di- I'm sure he's disappointed, but realistically he'll get one. He'll probably take that.
0: He'll get one. And uh yeah, he's a fun guy to root for. So got to hope he'll,
2: that is the through. deal. Golfers endorsed by MLB can get access to any MLB park.
0: Yeah. I see. I'm on a lot of senior tour guys have that sponsor.
1: Also, though, another shot, Austin Eckro played really good, at the Corn Fairy event. He's had 28 straight rounds of par or better on the Corn Ferry, which is I don't care what level of golf you're playing. That's insane.
0: I watched him win the state tournament in Oklahoma as a freshman in high school.
1: Out it was Karsten? wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think he shot like a 60 something.
0: Reeled in uh Hayden Wood. Who was a senior and already committed on his, to Oklahoma state? His that's team, what's insane.
1: Yeah. yeah he yeah. like beat his own teammates who are also going yeah. to OSU.
0: Yeah. Guys all right. Uh, probably uh, last golf talk for us until the, uh, you know, probably East Lake or president's cup. So uh, as college we, football close, time, baby. Yeah. College football time. Oh, so, so
1: close. I'm, I've been watching like old highlights of games on yeah YouTube all day.
0: Me too. I've, I've just had the, having the SEC network on, I've been working from home this week and having the SEC network on during uh, media days, just, you know, just hearing college football talk all the time. We're, once you get past media, media days, you're on the the home stretch for sure. I think fall camps like only two. Kids, weeks yeah, away. kids
1: kids get back on campus. They're working out every day. And yeah, you start hearing a little bit of stuff, but it's close.
0: All right, let's uh, transition into our first ever uh, little draft. Clint, you want to uh, give us some some instructions here?
2: Yeah, we'll go. Uh... Oh, got to get a random draft pick generator
1: or you can just flip a coin clint whoever you think should go first parker can go first i can go first it's your pick. we all wanted right. clint to do this one everybody and he decided to sit out i'll on
2: be one. on the next one i just was not thinking but yes i'll be on the next one and we're also going to do a poll on twitter and i guarantee i win the majority of these drafts so okay <laughs> starting the next one
0: yeah all right all so right. yeah this first one we're doing is fight songs so our you know best fight songs in college football
1: we're gonna do five a piece
2: All right, Parker, you pick heads or tails. I'm flipping an online coin here. Heads. Was it tails? It is tails. Ruly with the first pick. All right, so it is a snake draft. Ruly first pick, and then Parker gets two. You get four, you know, back around. Okay. So once it starts, you do two, basically. Isn't that right, Parker?
1: No. I pick, Parker picks two. Yeah, and then I pick two, and then Parker picks two. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we'll do
2: that for ten. But yeah, the, it'll be better once we have three people. But
1: yeah, yeah. all right, Rudy, really. Notre Dame, number one.
0: That's a great one. That was on my list. That's the best. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, it yeah. is. I've been in love with that fight song since watching Rudy as like a six-year-old, seven-year-old. It's the best fight song in college football. Awesome. There's
0: something about playing with Notre Dame or playing against Notre Dame on NCAA football. You know, you got, so your, cool. you got your player and you're going on a tough road game.
1: I hate uh, that they, they put turf at that stadium. That is yeah. an abomination. I can't believe donors allow that to
0: happen. You can, like, feel the history when you hear the the Notre Dame fight song. That that was number number two on my list, so I like that one. I'll go with uh, Michigan and uh, Hail to the Victor. That's great. I, th- I think that's, you know – as much the song which is great but when you know when you're in that stadium or you're watching on TV and you see the yellow pompons like or whatever shaker deals it's amazing blue go along with the the song uh with 110,000 people there it's pretty pretty cool
1: so you go again. Uh, okay yeah Parker goes again
0: I'll go Texas A&M <laughs> which I hate <clears throat> to say that because I don't wore do- him Yeah, the Warham. I don't give AM much credit, but you know, just those the trumpet opening that up. and then the drums coming in that slow intro. Dun 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 dun, dun, just
1: It also the lyrics are all making fun of not making fun of Texas. It's all a rag on Texas though. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's a good one. I really like that one. So I will flip it. I'll go to the University of Texas. so hate giving ut anything texas fight's a really cool one
0: it's a yeah uh, i hate to admit that but yeah when i'm like at ou texas and like you hear that song it's such a catchy tune god it uh, is but yeah it's that's that's a good one and like a and m it you know it's about texas, A&M. Fight, texas fight goodbye to a and m so uh yeah, there's definitely definitely something special about those so what uh, i've got i've done no. two so far it's me really oh, sorry picks again yeah. Okay.
1: I could have gone this one number one. I love this song. Rocky Top. Tennessee. I think that, that is an own. awesome song. Because you can sing it. Any of the ones you know the words to and that are easy to know the words to, like Rocky Top, it's, it's sweet.
0: Okay, I'll go with Alabama. <laughs> Uh, yay, Alabama. Uh, one of the first songs I probably memorized as a child, my grandpa went to Alabama. So he taught me the song. It's a really good one. You can like see the, and also the thing I like about it is you can look back on it and I'm you know, if you're a 15 year old kid and you see the lyrics, it probably makes no sense. You know, you send the, send the yellow jackets to a watery grave. So you just, you know, it goes way back. Uh, another one where it takes shots, not just at Auburn. I mean, it's taking shots at, at Tennessee, at, at Georgia tech, at Georgia, uh, no one's safe and, and Bama's fight zone.
2: So, so you have uh, one have more. last or you pick? have
1: two more no you have two more
2: no one I've, more. he just picked Bama and then you really and then he gets the tenth pick right yeah he'll Keep get the Cowboys. last pick so
1: he has yeah. one more now right. Right. But two more. okay right. um
0: I'll go with anchors away <laughs>
1: Uh, the midshipman such a good one had to had to honor the troops oh god that's a great fight song
2: really with the eighth overall pick
1: i'm not just doing this as a spite play i'm doing this because this song is a really good fight song usc that is a g- tremendous fight song
0: it is yeah
2: that's
1: all parker gives it
0: yeah it, it is yeah. it's a fine fight song
1: no, it's a great fight song. <laughs> you know it is too. It's a phenomenal fight song.
0: All right, uh, my at last. We, oh, are you? Up? I got one. Yeah,
1: my yeah. last one. I the judges here can neck by only the LSU band. Does that count?
0: No, not a fight song.
1: No, no, no. Clint's the judge here. He's the jury. The judge. No, not okay. Because
0: if, if you're gonna do that, I got two honorable mention ones that aren't fight songs either. That could. All right, we so I will do that won't, at the end.
1: I won't do neck. I'll take Oklahoma State. OSU.
0: It's a carney sounding song.
1: Nope. <laughs> Oklahoma State. All right. Well, I, that neck was – I had some other ones on the list, but I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Uh,
0: I will not be a homer, um, and I'll go with On Wisconsin.
1: That's a homer, because isn't that Jinx's fight song? Yeah, okay yeah <laughs> oh, it's a good, see, it's a good a a song it's a it's it's solid yeah it was our high school it is school a good song. fight song <laughs> um
0: yeah what so, is your and, honorable mention uh, then? Uh, my two honorable mentions neither of these are actually fight songs uh but the battle hymn of the republic which George, it's basically george's fight song um and then uh a little john denver country roads for uh you know after west virginia win it's
1: been up a lot lately but no, not under Neil Brown. Okay, well then, Neck LSU is um my like non-fight song song. Just incredible when they play it. They don't. They're not allowed to play it anymore. Were there any others that you you were thinking? Armies, I think yeah. it's cool. Anything yeah. with the, like the troops is they probably have yeah. a cool song because you know it's old. Um, I actually really like Texas Tech. I don't know if
0: I even know
1: that it's, one. It's a solid one. You you'll have to play it. but It's a good one. I like Texas. Or two a lot
0: all right well all right. first ever uh we'll call it a snake draft it was a snake draft a two-man snake draft
1: clint uh, would but... you have picked boomer sooner be honest because that song yeah horrendous. that's my honorable
2: mention for the draft
1: no so that's what you would have picked first
2: no i wouldn't have yeah you would have no i wouldn't have
1: <laughs> god that song <laughs> is bad now I that lied. i have you both here that song's bad i personally
2: Oh. I like it just
0: because it's OU, but right. I, could, I could totally understand someone thinking it's really freaking annoying. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. Like, especially on repetition, you know? It's if not- you <laughs> just
1: started playing the music in the stadium, like louder than it, they do for every other game, just to like drown out the song. You actually can't hear it. If you're in one corner of the, like, the bowl part of the stadium and the OU bands where they normally sit, you actually can't hear their fight songs playing because the stadium is playing music that loud.
0: It's a war between the OU, the pride of Oklahoma, and uh, (laughs) Pickett Stadium.
1: I used to respect how much they played it just to piss people off, but now I'm like, just go away. I would deny access to their band coming. I don't know who gets to make that decision, but I would say we don't have any room for them.
0: You might, you might get in some trouble with the conference for that. I think.
1: Is that what? It, is I'm, that who would? I pick think so. Up or not? They,
0: yeah. no, maybe the Big Twelve should do that on OU's way out.
1: They should. I think OU should only get 11, 11 a.m. kickoffs and then no band access for road games. That's what. Oh, no, they
0: already get there. We're we're fine on those eleven a.m. kickoffs. I'm I'm sure we'll. Hoo hoo. <laughs>
1: I'd play them at 9 a.m. If The Big 12 could get away with that TV wise.
0: <laughs> hey, that might end up. Hey, the Pac-12 started doing those 9 a.m. kicks last year to get the the early to get some I'm games. I'm sure their in the fans were
1: pumped about those.
0: Yeah, Stanford Arizona State at 9 a.m. Oh, that's
1: a fun one. Who doesn't like watching that? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, Clint, I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, we'll start putting out some graphics. Uh, I think we got some other. You know. Cool stuff coming, probably more video related content. Um, yeah, as we get closer to the season, we're hopefully gonna step our game up a little bit. We'll definitely be back on a weekly basis. Um, like we Every said,
2: Tuesday really, also. Yeah, we're gonna plan on Tuesdays.
0: Yeah, so get ready Tuesday nights is probably will be typical release release dates during the season. As
1: we put this one out on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ign- ignore that.
0: Yeah. Starting now. Yeah, starting wow. now. So Um, like we said earlier, give us a follow on Twitter at fifth year podcast on Instagram at the fifth year podcast, like rate, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Um, yeah, let's, uh, everyone have a good week and, uh, we're getting closer to college football.